confidence becomes her. A woman that embodies the true essence of her being. On this journey, she discovers who she is and what she carries, her value, her worth, her uniqueness to which no one can strip her of. Confidence becomes her. She's ever evolving, ever growing into her greatness. She is multifaceted. With each new chapter of her life comes the reveal of something spectacular. Another level of her giftings like a present being unwrapped. She's like a treasure box, a never-ending supply of hidden treasures, gems and jewels that surface as she walks through every trial and circumstance life throws her way. She is resilient, a world changer. She's a masterpiece, a work of art, one of a kind. Confidence becomes her. Welcome to the Confidence Becomes Her podcast, where our mission is to help you upgrade your confidence, embrace your uniqueness, and step into your greatness. I am Marlene Abaugh from MarleneAbaugh.com, and I want to welcome you to season number four, which is going to be a little different from the others. The theme for this season is Purpose Conversations with my sister. So I have quite a few interviews lined up with my sister circle and each of them will be sharing a little bit about their journey as it pertains to discovering and pursuing their purpose. Though they differ in their professions, what they do all pretty much have in common is that they are very confident and their foundation is their relationship with God, their creator. Now, I'm not saying that I'm taking you to church this season, but I will tell you that you will be hearing a lot about the spiritual side of things because it's hard to talk about your purpose without including the one that gave it to you, the one that pre-wired you with it. So first up for episode 23 is my beautiful multi-talented sister, Kiara Jones, who is the founder and creative director of the Jones Girls, Inc., a global empowerment brand that is dedicated to fashioning the souls of women through revolutionary storytelling, fashion, and installation art. I want you to grab a pen and some paper because my girl is dropping some serious nuggets and gems in this uh, conversation. I just know you will enjoy this very candid and unedited conversation we had where she really broke down her purpose journey and what it looks like to pursue and walk in your purpose. Here we go. Well, hello, hello. Welcome to the Confidence Becomes Her podcast, Miss Kiara Jones. How are you today? I am wonderful. How are you? I'm doing I'm doing awesome. Thanks so much for asking. Thank you so much for agreeing to be a guest on the podcast. We are in season number 4. So this season actually it's all about interviews, interviews with my sister circle. I am so curious to hear of my sister's experience with uh, discovering and pursuing their purpose. I know with seasons one, two, and three of the podcast, I was really sharing a lot about my experience, which is mm -hmm. that purpose, you know, it hides out in plain sight until your confidence and your self-esteem is intact. And mm -hmm. then it begins to reveal itself. So that's been my experience. And I am so curious to see if you had a similar experience or if you all, if your experience was totally different. So I will let you pick it up from here. Tell us a little bit about your, your purpose journey, your, your journey of discovering your purpose. Um, I, I have to agree with the notion or the idea that um, purpose hides in plain view. Um, one of the things, and I'm, I'm so grateful to be raised, um, I had two amazing parents. They've both uh, gone home to be with the Lord. Mm -hmm. um, but one of the things that my mom did when we were children, if she saw a gift or a talent and you, she, she kind of saw you leaning towards 
something, she purposed to cultivate that in some type of way. And nice. so, you know, I have two other sisters. I have an older sister, I have a younger sister. I'm the, I'm the daughter in the middle. Mm-hmm. And I have two older brothers and then I have a baby brother, Javar. So it's six of us in all. Oh, and so um, I was the middle child. And so my older sister was very athletic. Um, my younger sister, uh, she's our prodigy kid. So, you know, she did everything super, super early. You know, she's, she was the kid that walked at seven months, <laughs> nine months, you know, like, you know, it graduated from high school at 16, you know, did all that, wow. you know, okay. and I was the middle, middle kid. And so I had a, a propensity. I had a, a lean toward creativity. And so I was always the only, my mom was a, a, a seamstress, you know, many people, you know, didn't know that because she was like an English teacher. But when we were coming up, my mom made dresses and she did fashion and, you know, all the, you know, she would do fashion shows and everything about her was just always have to be super, super, super duper creative. Everything had wow. to be innovative, you know, whatever, full of energy, always moving. And so when I was really young, um, I would sit with her when she would sew clothing for her clients late at night and you know and I was always the only one that wanted to go to the mall with her and so what she would do to spend time with me mm-hmm. she would wake me up really early in the morning before anybody else got up mm-hmm. and she come on let's go and we'll get in the car and we'll go to the mall wow or we're gonna somewhere and you know do that so she always saw that part and and really pushed you know, she and groomed me in the cultivated. area. Cultivated. She cultivated right. it. Really, mm-hmm. really cultivated that, that curiosity because that's something that I, I love is, is just being creative. Now, over time, as I got older, what, and my mother was also a preacher. Let me put that in there too. Let me put that little <laughs> thing in there too. Um, over, over time, you know, she noticed that I was good at public speaking and oration. And so, she would put me in the living room, put a brush in my hand and tell me to speak. And she would stand in the back of, of, of the living room and uh, make me project. And oh, wow. Command the room. Yeah. So this is like, you know, five, six years old, oh very young, right? And so I am, and I grew up to be a preacher. I grew up to be, you know, and so I can go into a room and command a room and, 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 and speak and be confident in, in front of a crowd of people. Why? Because that was something that my mom cultivated in me wow. as I was younger um, until I got to the point where I was, where I collided with my life's purpose, where I actually found that out because we can have different hobbies and different talents and different things that we're able to do. But then mm-hmm. there's a day, there's a moment when you collide with the thing that you were born to do and what God's idea for you. And so what happened with me, one of the things that I found that I was always, uh, uh, I will always be um, uh, almost um, not, not slam. That's not a, that's not a good word, but everywhere I went, young women would draw to me. Mm. Everywhere I went, it didn't matter where I lived. It didn't matter. It just didn't matter. I would always have a huge draw of young women would come to me. I noticed that I have a, a sound of influence when it comes to women. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter where I am. Doesn't matter what stage of life I'm in. It always happens all the time. And so I knew that there was something that God had put in me for women. women. Right. And sometimes we can look at that, you know, in, in kind of like a generic way, but there was a, a, a right before my mom passed away. And I've known this for many years, but God started to really hone in on why I was born and what it is that he, he's going to use me to do. Now mm-hmm. he gives me different assignments as to accomplish yes. it, yes. but this is the overall thing. And so I had an open vision and I saw it was countless women. I, I couldn't even put a number on how many because they, they looked like an entire army of women. And they were all marching in step toward me. And they they all had on different types of units. So so I saw one in like a doctor's coat. I saw one in a suit. I saw one in, you know, they all had on different things that represented their occupations or their individual calling. But they they were marching at the same pace, in the same direction toward me. Wow. And 
the Lord, the Lord was saying, he said, I'm calling you to build up an army of women for this end time. They need to be spiritually equipped for this end time and their souls have to be in alignment with me because we, we, you know, so, so that's my general calling to equip the women of God in this, you know, and even those who are not women of God yet, but that are going to be coming into the fold and they're going to be doing it in their areas of influence. So that's where I have been called. Now, there are things that I do to, to uh, drive toward that purpose in a different way. Mm -hmm. So I do speaking, right? You do that. I do storytelling. I do fashion production. I do, you know, there are, you know, I write books. I'm an author. I I have different assignments that I, that I perform in order to, um, to cultivate or to produce the purpose or to, to, to manifest the purpose, right? Yes. Like different vehicles to get there. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And so Mm -hmm. that's where like, I've been like my whole life. One of the things that I can say that has been a challenge and anybody that's listening may, uh, you know, experience this challenge. Sometimes when the Lord will show me a thing and, and the assignment is so big, it is so big. <laughs> it mm-hmm. is so like, how in the world am I going to do that? Yes. I had found myself going through cycles of depression and heaviness when I was teaching because I would feel very unqualified. I would feel, Mm. you know, uh, not prepared. I would feel, you know, just just all types of things like how in the world you going to give that thing to me. Right. And so even even knowing your purpose, even knowing what you were born to do, there are things that I have to do daily. Like like people don't understand. Like, listen, I'd be like two weeks from back. okay, Uh, with (laughs) with, um, you know, I I have to stay in my word and I have to stay in prayer and I have to stay before mm-hmm. uh, Jesus, because he's the only one that can give me the identity and the courage and the confidence that I need in order to yes. know that this, this assignment, this big assignment can be fulfilled. And it, it's only going to be fulfilled when I partner with him. Oh. Right. And so that, yes. and I, I don't even know how I got all the way over here. So I know you got another question. So let me <laughs> right there. Cause I just keep talking, but go ahead. <laughs> no, you, you hit some points. Um, you know, you first started talking about how women were naturally drawn to you. Mm-hmm. And that's something that's similar with, with my story. You know, when it comes to purpose, it's something we have been pre-wired with. And it's, you know, in most cases, it is ne- so natural for us that we don't even realize it. Like when I started connecting the dots, mm-hmm. a lot of what I'm doing today, I was already doing, but obviously on a smaller scale. Mm-hmm. Like I love to, I, I, I have no doubt that I was born to inspire and encourage. And that's something I did on a regular basis for as long as I can remember, like back in elementary school, high school, like when I look at it, 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 it was things that I have been doing all along, but because it was so natural to me, I never noticed it, you know, mm-hmm. and I don't know if this happened with you, but there, there are things that I continuously got complimented on, whether mm-hmm. it was a, a gift or a characteristic. And, you know, I like to tell people, pay attention to the repeats, because again, think there's, there are certain things that are so natural to you, you don't even realize that it's a gift and it's right. something you've been pre-wired with. So I, I love how you said women just, they were naturally drawn to you. And, and these are things that uh, really are hidden in plain sight until until it's time, until you're actually ready to, to, to handle it. Because if your self-esteem and your self-confidence is extremely low, like even if it was purpose was to reveal itself like man you you would not be brave 
and bold mm-hmm. enough to step forward and do it. And I love what you ended with, with that you have to stay before God. You know, one of the episodes I did recently was called The Manufacturer. Like mm-hmm. only, only God can um, reveal your identity, right. what you were made for, how he made you. And I love how you said you have to stay before him and because true confidence, honestly, at the end of the day, yeah. true confidence uh, comes from God. But what I love, you know, about our Heavenly Father is I like to call him a master orchestrator because whatever it is he has called us to do, he makes sure that we're equipped. Like how you said your mom groomed you. Like you, you were what? You said four, five, six yeah, years five, old? Yeah, very young. Oh very, my goodness. Very young. Yeah. You yeah. were groomed for fashion. You mm-hmm. were groomed for public speaking. So mm-hmm. when it was time for you to hit the scene, you were like fully prepared. It's like drinking water for you, right? <laughs> right, right. And she did it with all of her kids. And so, you know, people, my, I have a brother that's a singer. And so we, he, <laughs> she would have him stand up in the living room wow. and sing and hold a brush and sing in wow. the living room. And so wow. he does that by profession. And so um, even those you know, people who have children and you yes. see a lean, you see your child with the kind of like a, a lean towards different things. My, uh, my older sister, um, I remember my dad, um, asked her, I think she was in high school at the time. He was just like, you know, he was the Sunday school superintendent at the church. And he, uh, told her, he was like, you know, why don't you take the preschool class? You know, you teach the preschool class. And she has such a knack. When I tell you that girl, she's a child whisperer. She just knows how to talk to children. And I think that experience really pulled that out of her to let her see, man, I am really good at this. She's an elementary school principal, you know, now. And so she loves education and she loves communicating with children and she loves, you know, that whole thing. And so if you are a parent and you see your child or giving your, or, or allowing them to try different things until you see that they have, have like a knack for something. And then you, uh, you know, encourage them and you, you know, push them in that area to help them cultivate and find uh, their their purpose. So, because all of us in Such some a good form in, ended up doing that based off of just home training and things that we got it, as children. So, yes. you know, that's just a little bit of advice. I was, I was yeah. your mom. Your mom was amazing because oh, I, yeah, I think I think that's lacking quite a bit in um, today's society as well because. Um, there are so much distractions and, and yeah. not just for, not just for the, the adults and, and the grownups, but for the kids as well. Like life is like so super duper busy and it's going by so fast. Like mm-hmm. I think sometimes people don't make room or have the time to sit down, think, reflect, observe. Mm-hmm. So I love, I love that tip for um, for parents, but even for our listeners that are not parents yet, and they're trying to, um, figure out things for themselves, I would say that, that, that in itself is a tip as well, just to take a breath, slow down, slow down, (laughs) right, and start observing, yep, and really know that one of the things that I had to understand, because some things we hear often, but then we just don't understand. And I think mm-hmm. I had to understand a thing about God and that he is in no way trying to hide my purpose from me. Yes, talk about he it. He wants ahead. me to know it. Mm-hmm. And so when we talk about pursuing purpose, sometimes we will give out an air that uh, the mystery of life or trying to find this purpose is, is going to be such a difficult thing because we're on the hunt for something. But the thing about it is like, no, God's really not trying to hide anything from you. No. He really has it open in plain sight, like you said in the, in the beginning, um, open so that way you can know and you can realize what his will is for you. He'll keep it open for you for those who will ask him and those who will seek him concerning yes. those things. 
And so he's he's not trying to hide it under a rock for you to, you know, for you to <laughs> dive down because he wants that because it's an intricate part of his master plan, right? Yes, and yes. so I, I always say I enjoy the gifts and talents of other people. I so yes, enjoy it. So if somebody yes. can dance, I, and not that I'm trying to be a dancer. No, this is not for me to, to try to do or to emulate in any kind of way. I just enjoy the gifts of other people mm-hmm. because other people's gifts bless me. So mm-hmm. if I see somebody who's very good at dance or even, even people who do the same thing I do, I appreciate their interpretation of the gift. I appreciate that. Because that gift is there to inspire me, to motivate me, and to bless me. So you, I too have something, right? Whenever I feel like, well, nobody's listening and I don't feel like talking. And I no, there is something that when I open (laughs) my mouth to speak, when I when I sit down to create, when I sit down to write, there is somebody on the other end of that that is gonna be blessed by that, even when I feel like it's just a little minor thing, Mm. right? And so when we look at it on the grand scheme of things I, and, and not so much of a I, 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 me, me, me situation, everything that we have is always for us to, to dispense to somebody else. Mm-hmm. And, and, and because I'm, I be collecting all the time. I enjoy people's gifts all the time. I'm blessed by people who can sing and people, just whatever talent that you have, whatever gift, whatever word, whatever it is, I am a recipient of of the blessing that flows through you yes so we yes to be dispensed to other people so girl you want to make me run around the room right now because <laughs> you you are hitting it right on the head yes I always say that the gifts we have are not for us. God didn't give us those gifts for us. They are for others and I like to say it like this we we cannot hold our gifts hostage and I'm so with you I I get to um I love to enjoy uh watching others flow in their gift because you know what it does for me you you use the words inspire and motivate and it does the same for me and and uh, singing in particular too I know you mentioned that when when you hear when you see and you get to experience someone flowing in their gifts to me it's not that we need permission right. to flow in our gifts, but it's like an automatic, hey, if I can do this, you can do it too. You know, I, I, that, that's, that's what I feel and, and, and sense when I'm enjoying someone else's gifts. It is encouragement. It is motivation to pursue and tap into minds as well. I, I love that. I love that. Oh. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. And I think, um, you know, why self-confidence and self-esteem is so important. Um, if, if, you're, if your self-confidence and self-esteem isn't at a healthy level, mm-hmm. instead of being inspired and encouraged and motivated by someone else's gift, Mm-hmm. You are tempted to be intimidated. Yes, and by it. Mm-hmm. Yup, I was going there, but yeah, you go ahead, girl. Yes, yeah, no, that's and and if you if you're not careful, that's why you have to remain in a place of humility. Yes, um, so that way you don't find yourself in a place of of competition. Mm-hmm. You don't find yourself even in a place of idolatry. Yes. Because you're you're starting to, you know, worship another person's uh gift and effectiveness when you have your own. Mm-hmm. When you, you know, and we start to put things in the wrong place, right? Mm-hmm. And so we just have to have that healthy um confidence and yes. which only comes from God. And that's something and 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 then for those of you who sh- who who let me let me make sure I say this right because I don't want to say this wrong. Um <laughs> For for people who, because I was telling you earlier, I was like, you know, I I struggle sometimes with the the whole idea of of my calling and like, you know, whatever. That's not uncommon. Right. All right. So for people who are, are, are listening, that's not uncommon sometimes for people to get to the place where you're like, man, I feel so that's such a big thing, man. Yeah. I feel, you know, in the- but in that moment, see, you, you have to learn how to bring your mind in. Mm-hmm. 
reel it in, reel it in. Bring those thoughts captive, right? Amen. Because mm. those thoughts don't come from God, right? Mm. Even though it's a common thing, you know. So, but we we well, let me let me. I don't want you to get comfortable with the idea of 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 feeling inferior, even though yes. it's, it's something that people deal with all the time. Yes. Because you know, God tells us to bring those thoughts captive you have the responsibility to arrest anything that tries to fight against the will of God for your life. Yes. You have the responsibility to guard things from setting up in your heart, you know, um, lies from the enemy that says, okay, you can't do it. The truth of the matter is with Christ, you can do all things. And so it's going to be through him because he's the one called you to do it anyway. Yes. He's the one has to make the provision anyway. He's the one has to make the pathway straight. Like he promised anyway. So it's all, you know, that's all my job is just to do what he says. And, and, and I know I'm not speaking correctly because I have my vernacular. You, see, you notice how my vernacular has changed from the beginning to now it's because I done got comfortable. So y'all, I am real country. When I get comfortable, that Southern vernacular will come out. So I, I, I love your, I love your Southernness, girl. Flow in it. Flow in it. Okay? So that's what happened. So don't, you like, oh man, she real hood. Yeah, kind of, sort of. I am, uh, but that's okay. <laughs> Uh, but you know, it, if if need be, I know how to code switch. But at this point in the interview, I think I have gotten extremely comfortable, and my southern vernacular has come. Has taken over. Yes. So there. This week's podcast is sponsored by my life changing book called "Oh, So I'm Not Supposed to Fit In: A Fresh Perspective to an Old Mindset." This book is sure to usher you into embracing your God given uniqueness help you uncover your hidden gifts and talents, unveil your value and worth, and so much more. Purchase your copy today on Amazon.com. <laughs> oh my so, okay, gosh. go ahead with next question because I know I see oh, it. Oh my goodness. Go no, no. I um listen, we are we are flowing. I love where the conversation is going, but you know, with when it comes to discovering and pursuing your purpose, there is always a temptation to want to be in competition, mm -hmm. to get a little jealous, mm -hmm. to be a little intimidated. So what I have realized is that I have to um, constantly keep my eyes on my what he's called me to do. Right. And not to compare. And, and even if it's another speaker, they they don't have what God gave me. Right. He, he gave them their own thing and he gave mm -hmm. me mine. And so I, I, I love to say that we are each a masterpiece and that we are each uniquely made. Because when you know that, when you understand that, and when the temptation to compare comes along or to be jealous or intimidated, you get to um, say, uh-uh, I'm not signing off on that. Uh, yeah, I'm not right. signing for that package. Return right. to sender, you know, because right. the temptation is always there, but it's up to us if we feed into it or yeah. not. Yeah. You know? And I, I work in the fashion field. Right. And I, you know, most of what I do. So I, I do a lot of vision. And so a lot of the pictures that I post <laughs> a lot of times, I'm like, I don't even like them. <laughs> like, like, you know, so by the time y'all don't see that, I don't pick the picture apart. And I don't do it, you know, and then by the time I post it, you know, everybody, oh, man, it's and I'm sitting over there like, man. Because mm -hmm. you know, because you can be so hard on yourself because you're yes. looking at everybody else in the field. So critical. Mm -hmm. Yeah, critical on your own, which is not a good thing. No. And mm -hmm. like I'm learning how like to not be so hard on myself. Like, yes. you know what? This is what how I interpreted this yes. look, this image. Yes. This is I did the best I could do. Yes. And I'm gonna leave that right there. And Listen. be okay with that. And so what? I'm learning how to do that now. See, people don't understand. Like, I, I would have these, my sister texted me, she said, how do you do this every week? Because, she started, <laughs> you know, she started her blog and everything. She was just like, oh, my God, I'd be so, it's so nerve-wracking. <laughs> and I said, you know, I remember calling my brother and just, 
like just melting, you know, because I was like, you've been performing and you've been in front of crowds for years. You know, you yeah. put out records and you put your heart into everything you do. How yes. do you, how do you, he's like, you just do it and leave it alone. Alone, girl. And you leave it alone. Listen. And let the mm. chips fall where they may. You want it to do well. You want, you know, and so I, I'm learning, you know, and that's still something that I'm learning. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm gonna do do my best work. I do what I can, and that's I'm all you can do. Time. And that's that all is, I can do. Listen, and mm. just start to appreciate God's interpretation that yes. He's, you know, He's allowing yes. me to uh, uh, put out there. This is yes. this is God. This is my part of of what God got me doing. My listen, okay? yes, and, and just leave it there. And when I do that, I'm finding that the the purpose is is being revealed like it's it's i'm walking out the things that god said that i do it's evolving it's evolving right it's evolving it's Mm -hmm. it's actually taking form it's taking shape in everything that i'm it's just the fact that okay kiki take what you got and put it out there Mm-hmm. Take what you, whatever it is that you got with your hands. And one of the things that God challenged me, and I know you stopped me whenever I'm talking to you, but um, no, God no. challenged me um, when it came to, you know, styling and uh, putting my content together and getting my looks together and everything. God challenged me once. He was like, don't go buy anything. Mm. I'm like, man, but I need, no, you have everything that you need. Wow. Say that one don't again. You have buy. what? Yes, you have everything that you need. Don't buy anything. And so I, and, and, and the crazy thing is I got the most reaction and the most, the, the bigger audiences when I did it that way. Yeah. Look at that. Look at Every that. Time. If I felt like I need, let me just run to Walmart and just go grab a scarf. And he's like, I said, don't buy anything. Don't buy anything. You, you have would, everything that you need. You were challenged to yes. cultivate your creativity. And yes. you, you, are, you are a unique expression of God's creativity. And yes. so he was, he, he, he was uh, challenging you to tap into that. Absolutely. Yes. And so I've gone through that like on several occasions. You know, I, I did a show, I did a production, and I was supposed to do, I had planned on doing a production a year prior to. Mom got sick, all that happened, you had to push it back, whatever. Didn't didn't call had them pay the deposit for the venue, never called people back. It was just crazy. What? <laughs> It was it was crazy. I had to pay my money, and my mom got sick, and I I just let it slip. I I didn't even call people back. Whatever, I didn't know. And so a year goes by, and the Holy Spirit says you need to put the show on. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, Lord, you do know I ain't got no money, right? You do know <laughs> that you know what I'm saying. Like the money that I had, it, it's gone now, and because you know, I, I, I was you know dealing with legal fees and all this stuff. And I'm like, God, I have nothing. And he said, call the venue and set the date. He said, and it needs to happen within six weeks. Mm, mm, mm. I'm like, a, a whole production, a whole production, an entire production, a whole production together. I don't even know what the production going to be about. <laughs> I hadn't even gotten to that stage. I like how he said, you got six weeks. And I was like, okay. First thing, I called the venue. I was like, okay, Lord, this is going to be a long shot. These people ain't heard from me in over a year. It's, I, I don't know how I'm going to do this. And I called and they said, I re- the lady said, I remember you. Wow. Said, you don't have to pay any additional. She said, just tell me what date you want. And your, your deposit that. will be transferred. And I Look was like, that. what? Mm-hmm. So I said, like, okay, cool. So all that, now I got a First date step. and a venue. That's it. First, First step. step. That's all I had. One I foot in front of the other. Mm-hmm. Ain't had no model, ain't had no makeup, ain't even had no clothes. This is a fashion production. <laughs> ain't got no clothes, okay? Ain't got nothing. All right. So I got a venue and a date, and the Lord says, "Okay, get the flyer made, promote the event." I don't know what the theme, nothing, nothing. So I said, "Okay, I did the flyer, did just what He said." 
okay. Next step. Mm-hmm. Next step. This is what we're doing. So I put it up on Facebook, whatever people started asking me how they can donate or how they can be a part. And so the makeup artist came, the, the, the hairstylist, I, a whole school signed up, but we'll, we'll send over our school. A whole this, school. This, this, I mean, everything just start coming. And mm-hmm. I'm like, okay. So here I am four days before the show. I, I ended up getting models, all that whole nine, went through that whole thing. Four days before the show, I still have no clothes. Oh, four days. Saying, you you did no say four you did say four, right? Four, the number four. Four <laughs> days before the show, I still had no clothes. And the Lord said, go to this particular store. And I said to God, I said, how are you going to send me? And this is a high-end store. Mm-hmm. I said, I'm a black girl. You gonna send me over there to have me to ask them people? Like they are not gonna. He said, "Go." Mm. I got there, and this is no lie. I I remember looking at my clock. I went. I prayed. I went in the store. I didn't even open my 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 um because I walk around with my style portfolio, so they kind of see what I do or whatever. I didn't even get the chance to open it. The wow. owner of the store said, "Give her anything she wants." And walk wow. away. No way. I was no. back in my car. It wasn't even five minutes. I was back in my car. That lady said, give her anything she wants. Just give her a date. And we'll open the store early. Happy models to come. And we'll open the store for you. Take anything you want. And I'm looking at her like, you don't even know me. You don't know you from know Adam me. or Eve. My God. And these are these gowns and dresses and outfits. These are thousands and thousands of dollars <laughs> so i'm like you don't even know me and and just like that four days just before like the show, that. just like that. and literally everything that i needed came into came into flourishing every single yes. thing that i needed yes. and the show yes. was amazing and mm-hmm. i was and god was like when i tell you to do something i yes. know what you need i know how to send the people yes. i know everything that i needed was in place my everything I needed was in place and yes. so when you are walking in purpose and when you have assignments I, I've simplified my life by just saying okay whatever you say I'm gonna do I don't have yes. an explanation for the outcome outcome ain't on me outcome is on God and I know I'm saying ain't mm-hmm. I told y'all my vernacular has gotten very comfortable during this interview <laughs> but uh yes so, so let me get I back love to that. But that's what happens when we walk in purpose and God will bring the provision for the vision that he it's so for. true. It's Not so true. the things that we have decided because I've run into people who like certain things, who've been inspired by other people's gifts and feels, and, and they will feel as if that inspiration is, it causes them to say, okay, well, I want to do that. Well, no not be what God wants you to do you can be inspired by somebody and still not be called to do what they're called to do it's true you know it's true you you know so you have to know the difference and because I've seen people because they don't know who they are because they're not confident in who they are they will bounce from thing to thing trying to be a copycat trying to copy somebody else's call but God Mm -hmm. has a unique fingerprint unique uh, uh idea for yes. each and every individual god does not run out of ideas so mm-hmm. he's not trying to make a copycat of another person nope. he's none not even trying to recreate from a former generation he ain't doing none of that mm-hmm. everybody has their own unique thing that they yes. are to contribute to the yes. overall painting of god so true yeah yeah we are all a unique expression of parts of our daddy god i i, I love that and man there's just so much i can piggyback all you 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 covered a whole lot really. <laughs> yeah but you gotta stop i, <laughs> I just be on but yeah. i, I want to say that i am in total agreement with like everything you shared i've experienced as well that you know, I like to say, once you give God your committed, yes, things begin to fall into place right. for you. And all he wants us to do is to put one foot in front of the other, one day at a time, one step at a time. And man, I, I like to say, 
heaven is backing you. When you are doing what he called you to do, what he wired you to do, when you make, when you start to make steps towards it, you, you got to know that heaven is backing you and things, they will begin to fall into place. It, it doesn't make any sense to try to stress and worry about it and figure it all out from A to Z. Mm-mm. Yeah, one day I'm at a time. Freak nature, you know, <laughs> I, I that's me personally. I'm a control person. You know, I like I like having control of things, and yeah. so I already have mapped out in my mind a mm-hmm. lot of times mm-hmm. how things should work. Um, one of the things I'm I'm working on a production um right now. And anything that I work on um, production-wise, especially when it comes to storytelling, you is going to always have some type of bibl- biblical element, always. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so it's, some, it's really a, a fashionable expression of whatever re- revelation that I've gotten from God in some kind of way. Mm-hmm. And so I was reading and the Lord highlighted something to me. And I want to share that without giving too much of my production away. And so there's a scripture in the Bible after Jesus is raised from the dead and he comes back to see uh, the disciples Mm -hmm. and he's walking along the road and and two disciples see him, but they do not recognize him because the Bible says Jesus came in another form. Mm. They they had a whole conversation with him and did not recognize that he was the one that they had been in close relation with in the past three years or whatever. They never, so that means he physically showed up different. He, it, it, it's not like they was, they would have recognized him if he would have came back how he was walking with them before. They would have recognized him. So that means he, if he was light-skinned, then that means he came back dark or, mm-hmm. or whatever. You're just throwing an, an example yes, right there. Yes. So he looked physically different. different. And so the Lord said to me, because Jesus is the word made flesh, mm-hmm. he said, sometimes we will have ideas and preconceived notions on what we think the word of God in our life is supposed to look like. Mm-hmm. And we'll miss the manifestation. We'll miss the answer because it comes in another form. And so we have to be able to, and they were finally able to recognize who he was because of his speech. When we get down to what the sound of God is like, right? And, and, and so that way we don't miss the manifestation of the promise or the manifestation of the prayer or, or, or the manifestation of Jesus himself. We'll miss it because we're looking for it to come in a, uh, in a specific way. And so God mm. said, no, when he came in another form, when that answer comes in a certain form, you have to be open. Yes. to hear me yes. so you can recognize it when it shows up mm. and that's the same thing with purpose you got to be able to recognize it when it shows up not looking you know in everybody else's lane Mm-mm. we ain't looking in everybody else's mm. lane mm. we're going back to what god told us yes. and we are going to be open to how he chooses to present it to us i love that oh that's yeah. so good yeah that is so good yeah. <laughs> So I have to I let you know that. when that production goes live because that's, that's going to be real. <laughs> yes, I, I want to be, I, I want to have my face in the place. So please. Yes, yes, I'm definitely going you know, keep me yeah. posted. You know, mm-hmm. what, what I realize about our conversation, what the focus has really been is what it looks like to, to pursue purpose, to, to walk it out, right. to, to walk in it. That, that's really been the the highlights the gist of our conversation and I I love how you touched on um you know I I'm gonna I'm gonna put it in my own in my own words but basically we gotta throw per- perfection out the window mm-hmm. I know you you mentioned how you know you you, you critique your own photos and and yeah. and, and <laughs> staring apart and that's one thing that I realized on this journey as well one one thing this doing the podcast has taught me like I had to I thought I had broken up with perfection but yeah Mm -hmm. the podcast showed me that there was still some residual and I had to tell perfection "Uh uh-uh don't call me don't text me don't communicate with me at all (laughs) 
Yes, because I'm like, because you will sit on it. And yes. there are so many. And I use, for example, I have thousands and thousands and thousands of photos in my phone. You say thousands. <laughs> that people have never seen. Because I'll go out and do an entire shoot and throw the whole thing away. <laughs> like that didn't work. Like that that didn't photograph well. And oh no, nah, no, nah, nah, you know. And then years later, a couple years later, I go back and look, you know what? That picture was perfect. Hey, it wasn't all that bad. It, it, it wasn't was, bad. Let me just put that out there. You know, what's that, just, saying, you know, hey, what's that yeah. saying? Perfectly imperfect or something like yes, that. Yes, yes, because you'll sit and you'll you'll hold on to whatever it is that God has given you because you feel like it's supposed to look a certain way and not that you're not to be excellent. Yes, we are to be excellent in in what we do and to study our craft and to uh, put our best foot forward. But if we're waiting on everything to be, uh, the Bible says that um, he who regards the wind will not sow. Mm -hmm. So if you keep looking at every circumstance and everything break it down perfect you ain't gonna never do it Mm -hmm. it. and so so that's why it's like okay now um, i'm to the place and i mean my friend rebuked me i had a friend she's so funny she rebuked me she said first of all you need to stop acting like you need so much help you got (laughs) you've been doing this long enough for you to go out there and do what you need to do you don't need all this help you know so you got to get you some friends that's gonna tell you the truth too (laughs) Tell you about yourself. Tell you about yourself. You know what you're supposed to do. And so, you know, you, you get to some friends like that that'll get you out of the out of the hole and out of the pity party. Yes. But right now we're in a place where, you know, everybody has something to supply. Everybody yes. has something significant to offer. To bring to the table, yes. yes. Everything that you do is significant. And sometimes when we talk, I was I was teaching a series on wisdom. And sometimes when we when we uh, uh, seek worldly wisdom as opposed to godly wisdom, you'll find yourself in uh, competitions. You'll find yourself feeling like what you have is inadequate because, you know, hey, I didn't go to college or I didn't, but maybe it probably wasn't for you to go to college. Mm-hmm. It wasn't for, you know, whatever it is that God has called you to do, you are perfectly suited and capable. Come and on now. Do what you were called to do. Come on. So, mm. That's the word. Amen. That's it. Listen, you said a whole mouthful. Okay. And it is all so, so good. So uh, I want to wrap up by having you tell our listeners where they can find you, find out more about you and what it is that you do. Okay. Um, I am a fashion storyteller but you know that's that's one of the elements that I use so my social media is kind of used for that the fashion mm-hmm. storytelling element but I am a uh, speaker uh, I'm an author I am called to um, educate women and to really get them spiritually equipped to be able to take over their areas of influence that is my calling so if you go to social media, you'll see a lot of fashion, a lot of creativity and things like that. So I use those things in order to inspire um, and to motivate. But um, you can find me on um, my website, www.thejonesgirl.com. I am on Facebook, um, The Jones Girl, and I am on Instagram at The Real Jones Girl. And I also do prayer. I'm on Clubhouse. At the, you know what? I gotta find out what's my clubhouse handle. Is it the Jones girl? I, <laughs> Don't it's the Jones girl. I am the Jones girl on Clubhouse. If you want to, you know, um, really see what it is that I do, I do uh, spend a lot of time on Clubhouse. I'm on there pretty much um, five days a week. Um, yeah, five days a week praying and also teaching. Um, classes for women um so if you uh follow me on uh clubhouse you'll be able to kind of get to know me and and see what it is that i do so yeah that's yes. it and you're definitely worth knowing my sister but i'll put all those <laughs> link i'll put all those links in the show notes and i love your tagline you gotta say your tagline with fashioning the ball oh, you know fashioning the souls of women yes that's what it yes so in in a in a nutshell that is what I am called to do, is to fashion the souls of women. 
That's what I'm calling. Yes. I when I first heard that, I was like, I love that. <laughs> My pastor actually gave that to me. I was I was going to a conference. And the Holy Spirit said, take your book with you. I was editing my book at the time. My book hadn't come out. So I was editing my book. I was like, why would I take it there? I'm not going to have time to edit. I'm not going to. Holy Spirit said, take your book. And so I put the book in my bag and I'm sitting at church and I got to church way early. I was the first one there. Pastor came out and my book was sitting on my lap. So I was like, well, since I'm waiting, I might as well do this. And he said, look, can I see that? And he said, can I pray for you? And I oh, said, nice. sure. Look and he started to pray. And he said, Lord, the, let the word that she uses fashion the souls of women. And I started screaming. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's it. That's it. <laughs> what, uh, what a tagline. That's how I got the tagline for my pastor. So shout out to oh Pastor Billy Thompson uh, and, and Prophet Cynthia Thompson. Yes, <laughs> that's I, where I got it from. Yes. Nice. Nice. And what's the name of your book? Tell our audience about it. It is. Uh, and now it's, it's, it's fashioned like a magazine, but it is the rebirth of Kiara Jones. I want to encourage everybody to purchase the book. Uh, man, uh, you remember <laughs> I told you when I read yes. it and I called you, I was like, man, it, it's so good. <laughs> like, you're not yes. going to want to put it down, but um, yes. yeah, yeah. You, you want to yes. go out and, and, and purchase that. It's, it's yes. unique and it's very, um, very inspirational to say the least, amongst other things. So thank Thank you. you. Thank Thank you so so much for joining us on the Confidence Becomes Her podcast. I love you so much, my beautiful sister. I love you too. Thank you so much for having me. We got to do it again. So yeah. For sure. For (laughs) sure.